Live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. PJ's in today, too. Hi, PJ. Hi, Nick. Uh, I'll be honest with you. We're going to talk to Mike Cotillier in a second. I'm a little concerned about Ryan's uh, Ryan's stomach. Yeah. There's an, I'm going to throw his business out there because he knows what time this uh, this hour starts and he's not back here yet. He has not returned yet <laughs> from uh, the long trek that we have to make to the, uh, the restroom, the little boy's room, and he's not back. Not heard a thing. So the concern is clearly going to be uh, so he can be up there for a while. Yeah, it's either the food or it's Sam Houston State. I don't know what's upsetting. Well, stomach. neither one of them's good. FIU and Sam Houston tied at ten right now. There he is. He's making his way back. <laughs> Listen, coming. I'll be honest with you, man. I was just concerned there was a stomach thing going on. You decided that you were just gonna have to stay up there. Which, by the way, that's more important. If you need to, you're good. But you went and got yourself some coffee anyway, which is a really good choice when you're having a not feeling a stomach all that nut. great. So hopefully, yeah. I don't get you guys sick. But. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to power through because that's what we do. No days off for the real ones around Damn here. Damn straight. You know what I mean? That's how it works, right? We keep plowing through. We're here. <laughs> that's how it goes. So just, yeah, you covered your mouth good. We'll take that. I think there's uh, something going on around here. Please but don't. anyway, <laughs> we're moving on. Uh, man, I can't wait to talk with Mike because we got the big Saints game, obviously, coming up Thursday night. But also, i got to ask him about LSU football. We can do both. Let's bring him on now. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio. In, are you okay over there? You're coughing? Man, I'm, I promise I'm okay. I, if you get me sick, I swear. Mike, if we're not back around again, It'll it's going to be Ryan's fault. I just want to point that out. This guy's coughing and talking about his first, stomach. I'm not the first domino. Don't throw me You might be. the. Well, you're right. Scott Lynn's not here. His tum-tum's not good yeah. either. Everything is terrible, but we'll not focus on that. Something that's been really great has been watching Alvin Kamara in the backfield. Uh, I love pretty much every Alvin Kamara prop that exists for tomorrow just because it's clear he's going to have that high usage rate. He's going to get a ton of carries, at least a ton of targets. He's going to get these opportunities. The problem is I still worry about the Saints offense in general. What what has gone wrong with Derek Carr, at quarterback for the Saints this year? I really thought that was at least going to be an upgrade, bare minimum for them. Okay, how long we got? <laughs> as long as you can do the entire segment. Feel free. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it just has not gelled. And this is kind of a carryover from last year. Uh, if you bet the under the last 12 games with the Saints, you've won. I mean, it's it's next tomorrow night would be 13, but they've had 12 straight under games. That tells me two things: one, their defense is damn good, and their offense is really struggling. And it's just not one thing. One thing you can fix, but their offensive line is terrible. And now you've got injuries to both starting tackles, and James Hurst and Ryan Ramchak, who will not play tomorrow. Their backup, Landon Young, will not play tomorrow, and they don't trust Trevor Penning. I think tomorrow when they're going to line up at tackle, it's going to be, I'm just guessing here, they're going to swing Andrus Peak from offensive guard to left tackle, and the veteran Cam Irving, who they picked up a couple weeks ago, who has bounced around this league, is former first-round pick, but he's bounced all over this league. I think he'll be their starting right tackle. So uh, that's part of it. The receivers, uh, and we see it, it's just not the rookie guys. It's the veterans making rookie mistakes, not running the, the proper patterns, not knowing what to do when you're supposed to. Alvin Kamara's really played pretty well, but, man, every time he touches the ball, it looks like a team pitcher on defense. I mean, 
Yeah, you could take uh, a good nine of the 11 guys on defense, surround him. Derek Carr has been erratic, highly erratic. Part of it's been he can't he holds the ball a little bit too long. Part of it has been offensive line play. Saints have not been able to run the football very well. All that adds up to really not good offensive play, and that's what you've seen here with this football team, other than the Patriots game. And you've almost got to throw that one out. That's an outlier. They have struggled in the red zone to score. And five different times last week, they get inside the 25-yard line. They come away with three points. Mike, so with Derek Carr, is he healthy right now? I mean, we know he's dealing with this right shoulder, this chest chest injury. Um, we saw it in the Green Bay game, and I thought he was going to miss some time. And then he was out there the next week, and I said maybe Jameis is the better option just because Jameis is healthy. And I know, like, Jameis couldn't protect a three-score lead against a young Packers team, so maybe I'm wrong on that. But how healthy is Derek Carr, and do you think that that's playing a factor in his, uh, you know, up-and-down play here early in the season? It's a good point, and I think it has, but I think he's 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 healthier now. I think probably the next game he'll be good to really uh, up to snuff, but you really saw the after effects. Man, all this TV stuff about, oh, he's 100%, and he's throwing great in practice. Practice? Okay, come on. Uh, Allen Iverson said it a lot better than me. Uh, he was horrible in that game against Tampa. Uh, I thought he threw the football much better uh, against the Patriots, and he threw the football pretty well last week against the Texans. But again, there's breakdowns all across the board here. It's just not Derek, but, man, he has a tendency to hold the football a little bit too long. That's literally what got him hurt uh, against the Packers. He was trying to get the football to the tight end, and he just held it too long, and he got popped. Uh, on that thing, but um, but to answer the question, I think he's healthier today uh, than he's been over the last couple games. Would you look at the Saints defense and say that it's better or about the same from what you had last year there? I think it's better. Mm -hmm. It's as good a secondary uh, as I've ever seen with the Saints. Uh, with Lattimore, uh, who I think is one of the elite corners in this game, Paulson Adebo is a good player. So is Elante Taylor. Uh, Tyron Matthew, you know, is still making plays. Marcus May. Uh, they've got a good secondary. The pass rush has been a little inconsistent. They've gotten great play from Carl Grandison. Now, again, not a lot of people know about Carl, but the Saints just signed him up to a new long-term contract. He's a player. I mean, he's been really their best front defensive player all season long has been Carl Grandison. He's played great, but I really think this team defensively has more depth and more talent than they did a year ago. This was a good defense down the stretch and has played pretty good this year, really. Uh, the first half against the Texans, they got gashed. Uh, and I was shocked at this, of how the Texans were able to run the football. In the second half, nothing. They slammed the door on that. They only gave up three points. But, come on, when you can't score 21 points in a game, uh, you know, it's, it's just frustrating to watch this offense week in, week out, uh, kind of throw away great defensive efforts. Because when you can hold your opponents 
uh, to 21 points or under, you should win in this league. They aren't getting it done. It's not that they didn't move the football. They had over 420 yards stole offense. Can't score in the red zone. Mike, when you look at the uh, you know you look at the NFC South though, and the Saints are still the favorites. They're plus one forty as far as the betting market over at BetMGM. Atlanta's plus one eighty five. Tampa Bay's in first place right now. They're coming off a loss, but they're plus two twenty. And then nobody's going to pick the Panthers. I don't know that they win a game this no. season. Would you still, if you were going to make a bet or just make a prediction, would you still go with the Saints to win the South, or is it maybe Tampa or Atlanta that scares you more? No, uh, the, the team that's the biggest shock, and I think everybody could would say it, Tampa. How well Mayfield has played. Baker, and uh, they, they played much better on offense than anybody would have imagined. We all knew how good they could be on defense. They got talent there. Uh, they got eight former either first-round pick or second-round picks on defense. They can play defense. Biggest question mark was, could Baker turn the engine over on the car? And until he met up with the Lions, he did a really good job. But a lot of quarterbacks are going to find out it ain't going to be easy against Detroit. I would pick the Saints. I think it would not shock me to see a nine-win team uh, win the NFC South. That so, will, that will, all this stuff about a wild-card team coming from here, come on. That's yeah. not happening. The NFC South winner is going to be the only uh, team that gets in from the NFC South. I think it's between Saints Bucks. Yeah, and the Saint, or the Bucks are certainly a team that's uh, I think been one of the early surprises this year in the NFL. Talking to Mike Dettelier, Bet MGM tonight. Uh, I don't know whether maybe you've heard more down there. I'm sure it's something that's a major topic that you guys have had throughout the week. Trevor Lawrence, sprained left knee. Of course we're going to hear, oh, yeah, we really believe he's going to play. Yeah, I think he's going to be out there. C.J. Beathard, the backup, saying it. You don't expect teams to tip their cards this early in the week. But what does your gut tell you? Do you think Trevor Lawrence plays in this game? Man, he's one tough dude. Uh, mm-hmm. It would not surprise me. Now, I wouldn't. Okay, the Saints aren't an AFC team. They're an NFC team. They have they have had trouble scoring. I look at that offensive line without their two starting tackles and their backup tackle. <laughs> um, and I look at it this way. I think the Jaguars run through the uh, Travis Etienne train. Uh, he's the, he's the straw that turns the drink for them. As a runner and a receiver, they run him out the Wildcat. Terrific receiver coming out the backfield. And um, Louisiana guy, you know, uh, he's, he's back home in Louisiana for this game. I saw him so many times in high school at Jennings High School. He was the best running back in the state of Louisiana that year. And uh, Les Miles had his eyes on Cam Akers, who was an outstanding prep quarterback in Mississippi that they were going to turn into a running back. And all of a sudden, Les gets fired. Um, coaching staff changes. Who knew if Coach O was going to stay or not? That time looked to be maybe Tom Herman. And Cam decides to go to Florida State. And Travis says, man, listen, I don't, I ain't feeling no love from LSU. I'm going to Clemson. That's a great career there. So just a gut feeling tells me that Trevor might try this tomorrow. Now, he's, he's a tough guy. But if I were Jacksonville, I wouldn't do it. Only because they're not an AFC team. And I think I could maybe hang with this Saints team. With all the injuries they have across the board, and their offense has just been inept most of the year. Mike, do you trust Georgia again this season? I mean, the Brock Bowers injury is really tough. You know, I liked LSU coming into the season, but they got a couple losses. One of them's non-con, but they got some big games still coming up too with Bama and obviously A&M to close out the season November 25th. But 
it's like funny because we talk about the Pac-12. Pac-12 has been really exciting this year. The ACC still has North Carolina and Florida State unbeaten. Big Ten has three unbeaten teams. And then the SEC, you know, it's almost like a down year, even though these are all really good teams still. What do you think about Georgia this year? Are they going to be able to uh, three-peat? I think they certainly get to the SEC championship game with that schedule. Yeah. Um, I always felt if you're going to catch Georgia, you're going to catch them early. Because once Carson Beck and that defense got a little bit of experience, uh, they were going to be a tough out. Now, Brock Bowers, how quickly he can return is going to be the key. Because if he's back for late in the year in SEC championship game, then they're, they're really tough out, really. Because Auburn had him by the teriyaki. They let him yeah. loose. <laughs> they had him and, and, and could not finish the deal. And then and next week, everybody made the big deal about Kentucky, Kentucky. And they found out just how bad Georgia was. Man, Georgia took a belt out and spanked them every which way but loose. I always felt if you were going to catch Georgia, it had to be early in the season. Because the more they played together, that unit with a lot of young kids, but, man, they are loaded across the board. They're not as good as they were in 2021 or 2022, but they're very talented in a really strange year of college football where my opinion is I think Michigan's the best team in college football. Same, same. I, I think Michigan's the best team in college football today. Now, I'd love to see that Michigan-Georgia game sort of straighten out. And we'll find out a little bit about Penn State this weekend. Uh, James Franklin, he hasn't won these type of games in the past. And can he do it on the road against the Buckeyes? But I think Michigan's the best team in college football. uh, But Georgia is still good, still really good. Depending on the health of Brock Bowers, I still think they have a shot to win a national championship. There's no question. A lot of people certainly love Michigan this year. And, uh, I mean, Harbaugh himself has even talked about how good this team is. And J.J. McCarthy, a quarterback. Mike Dettillier, WWL Radio, NewOrleansSaintsReport.com. Really appreciate you coming on with us, man. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, two things always come into play here. The Saints on the under, and you can't put a line high enough for LSU to go over. No, you're right. Their offense is so good, and yeah. their defense is so bad. Yeah, you're right. They, they hit the over straight. for me last week, and I'll probably do the same damn thing straight, again, Mike. So thanks, right Mike. There were, thanks, man. Yeah, they scored a bunch. All right, guys. Y'all take care. You know, fun fact about me. I was actually born in New Orleans. Were you? Yeah, well, just outside. Metairie, Louisiana. Wow. Yeah. I was three when I moved, though. I think I saw my first boots there, though, at Mardi Gras, from what I remember. I was three, but I have a vague picture they of it They weren't my, my first boots, but I saw... they would say go Tigers. I saw a lot of boots. <laughs> yeah. Every time I go. That's, that's what Mardi Gras is all about, right? a point, right? <laughs> that's usually how it goes every single time, right? All right, we look ahead to some survivor potential picks. Maybe some teams that you like. Maybe some risky ones if you want to save the good okay. teams for later and stay alive. We like taking a little risk on this show. Why not? It's Bet MGM tonight. The winning trifecta is Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. All three will be right back on Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from Bet QL. Initiated.